If you're curious of what the picture represents, stay to the end and I'll fill you in. Connecting in a time of disconnect. Hello, I'm Annette, and thank you for listening to my podcast. In the U.S., we'll have just passed Thanksgiving when this podcast is released, and I've been fretting about what I would do for a podcast for the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Well, I decided, thanks to some ruminating I've been doing, and a friend, shout out to my fellow podcaster, Diane Wisga. I'll put a link to her podcast of stories of women who walk in my show notes as well. As she was connecting me to another person interested in education via LinkedIn, it just got me thinking about all the wonderful connections that I have. And I will challenge you to go back and look at your world and look at all the interconnectedness right now. On my website, I have a list of things that I am currently involved in as far as nonprofits or organizations, but they don't begin to talk about all the connections I've made over the years, will continue to make, and benefit from. Just thought of another one. Oh my gosh. When you spent a lifetime being involved in, heavily involved in a certain area, and for me, half of my life has been in this community, maybe more than that if you include my first 18 years uh, in a nearby town, you build connections, or I do. Not everybody does. Not everybody's a connector. But I'm going to kind of give a shout out to the organizations and talk about how interconnected all these groups are, who they might connect me to, or what types of groups. Right now, I'm on Amarillo College Board of Regents. I am in my sixth year of a six-year term. That election will be coming up in May of 2021, barring anything changing if they move the elections again or something. But to begin with right there, let's talk about a Board of Regents. How many people even know there's a Board of Regents on your community college or are familiar with community colleges or appointed boards of four-year universities? I think community colleges are going to help rescue so many people and so many economies from the current state we're in in November of 2020. And I'm passionate in believing in the work they do in reconnecting, retraining, re-educating or newly educating any and all in our community, whether it's through just something you're interested in. I took Aikido at Amarillo College. Our children all took dual credit courses there in high school. 10,000 people go to Amarillo College. And those are students of all ages. Well, not all ages, but certainly lots of different ages, lots of variety. And I think community college is just a wonderful wonderful way to build our communities, to build our economies, and to be a leader in their regions, in their communities. There's a total of nine, so I have eight fellow regents and then two appointed. President, who's a dear friend who's been on my podcast multiple times, there's just a jillion wonderful folks working at Amarillo College, and students. I don't interact with the students very much, but when I do, it's a pleasure. I've made really good friends at all those levels, and being on a college board, a community college board in Texas, connects me to the state level. I'm on that 
State Board, Community College Association of Texas Trustees. So that connects me to regents from other colleges across the state of Texas. We have 50 in Texas, and they all serve their local communities in different ways. So the needs of our citizens vary across the state, and those local community colleges provide so much service and so much opportunity for so many Texans. Speaking of Texans, I'm on the board of Every Texan, formerly Center for Public Policy Priorities. Our new name, Every Texan, is really focused on social justice requires public policy, and they work to help low-income Texans succeed. They work to create good data information to drive policy, to drive efforts both at the community level and at the state level. And it's a great organization, of course, that has a board. So those are wonderful folks from across the state I get to work with. I'm also on the Hope Center for College, Community, and Justice out of Philadelphia. The founder and director of that, Dr. Sarah Goldrick-Robb, learned about some of the work at Amarillo College came and visited, understood it connected with the work I had helped create through Panhandle 2020 and invited me to be on her board. It's an amazing group of people on that board and just her team, and they are doing amazing work. And if that work was important when she asked me to be on the board, it is critically more important now as our economies change, our individual economics decline for so many people, and the challenges of food and housing insecurity not only affect college students. It affects, of course, their families, but it also affects some of our staff. They've done studies on all this work. So that takes me to Panhandle 2020, which I've talked about a whole lot on this podcast. So it in of itself was an attempt to connect different organizations individually, not just citywide, but regionally across the Panhandle, and then to connect us to some of these organizations at the state level and really understand how interconnected we are. Leadership Women. I am the board chair of an organization whose job it is to bring large groups of women together from across the state and nation on a regular basis. And if you don't think 2020 has thrown us for a loop, you're not thinking. But my goodness, the wonderful team of the staff, the board, hey ladies, they've pivoted and done an excellent job of moving us into the digital world at a time that we had no choice, but they've done an excellent job. And December 3rd of 2020 have a virtual summit coming up. So that's available for you to participate in. And that's coming up fast, isn't it? In Leadership Women, we have a number of programs. Leadership Texas was where I first got started in 2003. I'm friends with folks from that class. Leadership America, which I did several years back. I am friends with folks from that group. We also have Leadership Pipeline. We have Leadership Launch, which we actually started in Amarillo for young women leaders. Not always, but we have Leadership International classes. I've participated in a couple of those, and I'm dear friends with most of the folks on those trips. So you see how the web of connectedness just ripples out in a wonderful way. 
I've also been involved a number of years with the HEB Excellence in Education Awards school board team. They have the Excellence in Education Awards banquet yearly, although it will be postponed for this upcoming spring because of COVID-19. But we go around and and my particular team, who are all wonderful folks that I've been fortunate to get to know better and become friends with if I didn't already know them, we go across the state and we interview multiple districts. Well, I think it's seven years times five districts. So that's 35 districts I've gotten to know very intimately all across the state. And it's just fabulous. And we have wonderful leaders in our schools doing amazing things, more amazing right now, certainly. Can't talk HEB and education without also talking about Raise Your Hand Texas, wonderful organization who's focused on driving good policy, driving good information about education, educating leaders through some of their Harvard trainings and other trainings that that are going out of all this. Just just amazing folks and all with similar passions on about education. So it's wonderful when you can find your tribe, right? Gosh, Pastors for Texas Children. I've had Charlie Johnson on a couple of times, and it's such a wonderful delight to see other folks coming up and standing up for public schools besides just educators and school board members for public education. K-12. Just wonderful people who really have helped drive policy, good policy, for the benefit of the children of Texas. Texas Panhandle P-16 Council, I'm on that. That is every school district in the region, all the colleges and some additional folks all coming together. And I've got a podcast with them as well. When I was on the Amarillo School Board in Amarillo ISD, you don't get to be friends with some people unless you can serve on a board with them over time because your paths just don't cross. But I will look at that as an example of the perfect place that I've made some beautiful friendships that exist to this day and will never go away of people I would never have thought that we'd be friends, you know, to be honest. And now I'm not close-knit friends with everybody I've served on boards with, but my gosh, you really build powerful relationships and powerful connections and support each other, even when you don't, don't agree. But if you're in an environment where you can disagree in an agreeable fashion and really respect each other, there's nothing better than that. We need more of that. And of course, all the wonderful school leadership, staff leadership, regional educational folks that that connected me to really has been such a powerful and important part of my life and my friends. I wouldn't have been there if I hadn't started with PTA. And I'll get to my kids in a minute, but PTA and booster clubs and such, I was always ended up being president of the PTA or the booster clubs or whatever. And you just work with all the parents, the families, families, the teachers, the principal, and everybody at the school, and you're all working together towards a common end. And that's just, again, that's just wonderful. I don't have enough superlatives here. But all that led also to politics. Running for public office is something you don't do lightly, either at the local level or at the state or national level. I can't imagine wanting to do it at the national level. And I don't know why I sometimes I wanted to do it at the state level. 
But it's because I believe in building stronger communities and I believe in education and in all the interconnectedness of our communities and our politics, our legislature is so important to build good policy. I never thought I'd call myself a policy wonk, but some people do. That's a little different than politics. And if you haven't put yourself out there, be very hesitant to judge others who do, because it takes something and opens your eyes to things that if you haven't run for public office, you'll never really appreciate, or you will see it through a different lens. And if you're interested, go for it, but don't do it on a whim. Do it because you really believe in doing good work for your community or your state or whatever, and for everyone. Do not do anything like that for self-gain. And that comes back to, you know, some of that to community and the nonprofit work I've done. Lots of different nonprofits over the 32 years I've lived here, some before that. Amarillo has so many nonprofits. I worked uh, when I worked for Panhandle 2020 under the Emerald Area Foundation. Uh, we had a nonprofit service center there and worked with lots of different nonprofits up there through my work with Panhandle 2020, but also just serving on other boards. I served on the Wildcat Bluff Nature Center board. It's a beautiful area on the northwest side of town. Uh, you can go out there and go hiking and see real Texas. It's closer. Certainly, shout out to beautiful Paladura Canyon, but it's not as close quite as, <laughs> but it's certainly worth the trip. Working in the community so much, I got the nickname of Community Nag, mostly through my work for Panhandle 2020. I think Jim Allison gave me that tagline, and folks have encouraged me to drop that tagline or that nickname, but it still surfaces from time to time. Community innovator, I've been told, is a better description of me because I don't really have a title that fits the work I've done. I read a book, and since my background is biology and nature, and I love that, this book really told me who I really am is the community fungus. Uh, the mycorrhizal mats of fungi that, that interconnect all the trees and all the plants in nature. Just It was such a perfect description, although I'm also told, don't go around calling yourself the community fungus so, either. Oh, the one I thought of earlier as I was talking in the beginning of this rambling podcast uh, was our coding club. Because at Amarillo College, we uh, started teaching SWIFT or Xcode coding in recent years, and I decided to take that. It's fascinating. I'm not a coder. Uh, at least not by nature. I'm learning it. Am I good at it? Nah, but I could be if I just really dig into it, or I might could be. But it's a fun group. We have a coding club that we virtually get together. Of course, we're all used to that kind of connectivity, I guess, these days. So I was talking about community. One of the one of the organizations that some friends encouraged me to join was Junior League. And I just really will have to say it connected me to so many different folks and organizations that I wouldn't have been connected to. I might not be doing the work I'm doing today without the Junior League. Can't talk about connectivity without talking about social media now. Now, I am very glad that when I ran for the State House, there was really no social media. There wasn't much even when I ran for the State Board. But staying on top of social media is busy work. It's challenging. But so much of my work is there these days that I really have no choice. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. 
maybe more. It helps me keep up with a whole lot of news because now I'm suddenly, because of all these other things connected to folks from across the nation and beyond who do similar work, who work on community colleges, who work on supporting low-income families, building support systems to move them out of poverty. And a lot of this grew out of really seeing my community. As a school board member, I went to every campus and I would see wonderful schools in every neighborhood, wonderful teachers, wonderful principals. And a lot of the schools were in places where the community had challenges, more challenges than my part of town or other parts of town might have. But understanding that's all connected and how we build systems of support that can reach and scale. I mean, how do you scale some of the stuff that's happening right now is a challenge. You know, I start large, larger, and then bring it kind of back right down to my little neighborhood and house and podcasting cave (laughs) and my own little microphone here. Oh my gosh, my neighbors. I have some of the most wonderful neighbors you could ever wish for. Not all of them have been that way, but just as I was getting ready to sit down and record this podcast, one of the neighborhood young ladies knocked on my door to tell me one of my sprinkler heads was broken. So we're just looking out for each other, texting each other all the time, checking in on the ones who get sick, just being those real people that you don't necessarily see on TV. So neighborhood, let's just talk about my family. I've got the extended family. Well, let's see, I've got very extended family going back. Yeah, my ancestors, I'm somehow interconnected to all sorts of folks through DNA, past and from person to person in their offspring. And as I'm making Thanksgiving dinner, it reminds me of just the traditions that I grew up with, some of the pots and pans I use. The bowls, the aluminum bowls, the ceramic bowls that were my grandmother's, some of the things that were my mom's. I still feel connected to them through using those. I grew up with two brothers. Uh, My brother lives here, he and his family, and we've had the chance for our kids to grow up together when they were younger. They've spread out, but they, they stay connected, and everybody has their own life. And unfortunately, we won't all get to see each other this Thanksgiving, but maybe future Thanksgivings we will again, because we've had lots of wonderful Thanksgivings together. Also, my in-laws. Hope they're having a great Thanksgiving in Alabama uh, and elsewhere. Just fun to gather up friends and family and be together. My husband. Oh, my gosh. Of course, when you marry, you you up in a whole new can of worms of connectedness, right? But, you know, I, I lucked out to have good, good family connections there. Just through him and his medical training, uh, his medical world job now for years, that connects you to a whole lot of other people and a whole lot of things and a whole lot of expectations and a whole lot of, can you get my husband in to see your husband things? <laughs> But most people don't take advantage of it or too much advantage of it in in the wrong way. And they trust him because he's good at what he does. And my kids, love my three boys, it has connected me not only to their friends over time, to their wife or significant other's families. It's all good stuff there. So as we talk about connecting in a time of disconnectedness, this brings me back around right now to uh, my podcast. That's another social platform, I guess you could say, I'm connected to online. The Podcasting Fellowship and the Akimbo Workshop participants and graduates. But I really have enjoyed meeting and connecting with so many of my coaches, my fellow podcasters, and learning things from their podcasts and certainly from the coaches on podcasting. But it's also connected me to you. 
And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to sometimes my ramblings, but mostly to my guests and the issues that we cover, because to us, they're certainly very important. I think to our society, they're extremely important. And I just, again, want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. But I hope you have a wonderful last month of 2020. And it's the best month yet of a crazy year. And may 2021 be a blessing to you all. And thank you for listening. Good grief. What a ninny head I am. I've spent all this time talking about connections and I forget to talk about education and how education has connected me not only to so many wonderful friends, to teachers, including my ukulele instructor via FaceTime now, but also to opportunity. Education is the key to opportunity expansion, and that includes making your network, building your network with others. It includes learning about all sorts of new things, which I love to do, but also about learning some skills that could lead to earning wages. I certainly connected my husband to his profession of medicine, and it connects so many people to so many things. So I totally forgot to (laughs) include that. So this is one of my four bulletin boards I have in my office. Each one has kind of a theme and some of them are messier and some are less messy than this. But I would say this probably is a pretty good example of connectivity. The flowery card at the top left was after I became a full-fledged member of the Amarillo Junior League. Just some quotes that I love. I'll let you read those if you want that kind of speak to me. Oh gosh, Cadillac Ranch. Well, that's an early picture of it. Postcard. Top right is a postcard or a card piece of art that I bought in New Orleans. I have an actual painting by the same author that I absolutely love. Uh, The inspired drawing was done by a, a child in the audience when we were launching our educational attainment study, and I thought it looked like a girl with a mortarboard on, so I thought it was just wonderful through Panhandle 2020. Let's see, I'm laughing at some of the sayings I've got up here. (laughs) Penetrating so many secrets, we cease to believe in the unknowable, but there it sits nevertheless, calmly licking its chops. We already have everything we need. You've got skills. You don't need luck. Thanks, Julie. The future of Texas is in our public schools. Road does not end. One of our Stanley Marsh signs here, and I would say that works for connectivity. I heard someone say this, is life not sweet enough? And I just love that question, for indeed it is very sweet. That owl is a cool key for a hotel I stayed in in L.A. That little St. Anthony's pin was given to me by a friend who helped clean up the old empty building. And again, of course, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Certainly a shout out to building your network and connecting. Thanks again, guys, and thanks for listening to Annette on Education. 